and an excuse for spiritual laziness. If there's no yearning in you, you say, man, I want to know him. I want to hear him. I want to talk to him. I want to be with him. I'm saying to you, this will be a good time at the first Sunday of the year to have a true reflection. Amen? Amen. Now, on that note, for me as set ministry and as a leader here, what I want to do going forward is add a midweek refilling station to you. Amen. Amen. Let, let, let me. <laughs> no, 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 is laughing. Ah, I'll leave that alone. <laughs> no, but seriously, I want to add a life group on Wednesday nights at 7 o'clock p.m. till about 8.15. Really, I, I should not even be telling you till about. And let me tell you why. I refuse to continue to put a cap on what God wants to do. Amen. So we may leave at 8.15. And it could be 10 o'clock. Yeah. I don't want to sell you the wrong merchandise. Yeah. But I'm saying to you, that midweek refilling, now it's going to take a different format. We're going to have worship. We're going to have a lot of time in praying. Because I'm telling you, if you don't pray, you are not going to stay. <laughs> Jesus has not changed his position. My sheep, he says, hears my voice. And the voice of a stranger, they will not follow. Now, if you've been here for the last two, three months, we're changing the way we pray at 10 o'clock. And that's going to continue to change as we, as we try to get it right based on the revelation that God has given. For instance, even at 10 o'clock now when we pray, at the end of that prayer, I want a two-minute halt to allow you guys to hear God. Glory! There, there is no sense in babbling. You do it for 30 minutes, you go, go on to the next event. When is God speaking to you? When would you give a salah and say, God, I've spoken, what is your response? The fact that you don't wait is an indication you don't expect God to speak. That's a prayerless faith praying. Or rather, faithless praying, rather. Because you see, if you have no anticipation or expectation for him to speak back to you, then you don't wait. So we must practice that. We must, we must put that in our lives. We pray and we, we wait. Those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Not just those that pray. If you pray and you're not waiting, you miss his response. You miss his uh, feedback. Are you hearing me? So we will not start this love group this Wednesday. You're seeing holiday. I'll give you the holiday. But the upper Wednesday, January 11th, 7 p.m. We will worship. We spend quality time in praying. And then the Bible discussion will be based on what we talked the last Sunday. How do you work it out? My God. That's why people are missing it. Jubilee! Jubilee! 
That's what, that's what people are missing it. We unload and unpack on you on Sundays heavy stuff. And then you are scrambling to know what do I need to do? How do I practice what we are? So, so that Wednesday format, we're going to worship. We're going to, oh, by the way, did you guys like last night? Yes. Oh, my world. You guys, I don't know what you're eating, smoking, drinking. Get more in 2017. <laughs> well done. Kudos to you guys. I mean, I, I sat back there and I said to myself, oh, my word. This is what Lee was saying to us. We need to package this stuff and do what Chapel Hill used to do years ago and do what Green Pastors used to do years ago. We need to take this to the streets. Oh, you guys, you guys, you guys, don't, you, guys don't, you guys, you guys have no idea. You have no idea. Do you know how many people will be blessed by what you saw here last night? The combination of worship arts in the dancing, the singing, and all of that stuff. And you can use that to bring people in that are not churched, that are lost, that can relate to music, but not to the message you are preaching. You catch them, and then you feed them. Don't expect for them to be clean until you catch them. But anyway, so, we'll pray, we'll worship, and then we'll unpack the message. How are you living it out? What did you understand? Amen? Amen. That's, that's January 11th, 2017, 7 p.m. We will try to be out on time because I know, of, because I know about kids, but I'm not promising you anything. Because I don't want you to come back and say, you say we're going to be out at 815. I don't want to hear it. I'm not making any promises. Now, let, let me tell you, listen. I've raised three children. Three children, three kids. Where's Yetun Akimola? Where are you? Is she here? Yetun is asleep. Oh, she, st- she can't get out of bed? Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. This is a wonderful Sunday. <laughs> Some wives made it, the husbands can't make it. Some husbands make it, the wife can't make it. Hallelujah. Praise God. But I mentioned her because when the ministry started, where's Glorious? He didn't make it either? My goodness. Dr. Akimola? Huh? Is he here somewhere? Who, who is here? Glorious is here? Okay, all right, all right. He's somewhere around. Ah, okay. All right. Where's mommy? Akirele? Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. I, I'm, just trying, I'm, just, I'm just checking on him. I just want to make sure he's... Uh, praise God. Hallelujah. When Glorious was born, Yetun Akimla was working in the ministry. She was the only one working. And that boy was raised coming to the office nine to five every day. In the basket, in the, what do you call this in the Caribbean business? Cassit. Or whatever it is. Never cried one day. Every day, Monday to Friday. Laid there next to the table. She's walking, doing her stuff. Time to go home, breastfeed. She goes somewhere, breastfeed, put him back there. How has it turned out? Oh. Oh. The boy just matched a couple of weeks ago, graduated, and has a job already waiting for him. Listen, I'm sharing this because some of you are shielding your children, supposedly trying to protect them, but really shielding them from God. The best environment for your children to be in is in the presence of God. So on those Wednesdays, there are no daycare. Bring the kids 
into the service. Let them get soaked with God. And then let's see how they're going to turn out. Amen? Good. I've got seven minutes left. I can see that's just by the way. Amen? So you guys got that? Okay, so, so, so for today, for today, what I want to talk to us about is the word simplify. It leaves you scattered. But if a child says, you know what, when I grow up, I want to be a doctor or an engineer, what does that do? Immediately that goal of what you want to become changes and helps arrange or define the activities that will enable you to accomplish that goal. As parents, our kids come home, they say, well, mommy, daddy, uh, there's violin classes. You sign up. Because you have the money, sign them up. Violin. <laughs> Next week, oh, there's hockey games, uh, hockey classes. Oh, you like hockey? You sign up again. You never take thought and say, you know what? All these activities, where is it going? What are we trying to accomplish? You have a little discretionary income. Scatter here, scatter there, scatter there, scatter there. At the end, the child goes to high school, nothing has happened. And you are thousands of dollars out of pocket. So the right question should be this year, what kind of man or woman do I want to become? And once you identify that, for instance, for instance, in my case, I want to say, I want to be a man after God's heart. I want to be a good, godly husband to my wife. I want to be a good, kind, family man to my children. You listen. That's what I want to be. I want to have great, godly relationships. You list all those things. That's what, that's what I'm shooting for. That's my goal. That's what I want to become. Once you resolve that, then you can come on this column and say, okay, what activities must I have in place to enable me to be this? Do you see the difference? Yes. Rather than you put yourself on the obligation. It's 2017. Okay, so last year I read two verses of scripture every day. So this year I'm putting myself, I must read two chapters. How do you arrive in two chapters? How do you derive that you need two chapters and not two verses? You just pull that out of the air and that's why you won't be able to sustain it. But once you have a goal, I want to be a godly man, a good husband, a good father, develop good, godly relationships. That's my goal. So now on this end, I say, God, what must I do to enable me to do that? And when you approach like that, to make that happen, you know right away, priority number one, your relationship with God. And all the activities that foster that relationship. And every time you spend time with God, you know that you are doing it because not only do you know God better, but it helps you fulfill these things here. You've identified here. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's how you must approach 2017 to simplify your lives. So that you don't get involved in everything and nothing is done excellently and at the end of the day, you end up getting burnt out, irritated, strife-driven, 
and you have conflicts all around your relationships. Is that too difficult? Is that a simple exercise? Can you do it? Do you think it will work? Does it make any sense? It makes a ton of sense. That's what I'm doing in 2017. I just share with you what I'm doing privately. So that I can realign my priorities correctly. So that I'm only investing the 24 hours a day I have on things that are important, not things that are urgent. Huge difference. There are a lot of urgent things, but they're not important. They're not important. The important things are the vital things you must do in order to exist, to thrive. Amen? Amen. That's the message today. I'm done. (laughs) And so, to seal this message, this simple message on simplify, let's employ our delivery system, and that is communion, which you're going to be hearing more and more about that as the days go by. So, Pastor Tosin is going to come. Uh, She may want to take your money first before she gives you communion. (laughs) 